Welcome back to another episode of Stand Out But Please Fit In. If you're new to this podcast, hi, my name is Abby, and this podcast is all about how to be an individual when you're surrounded by a society or culture that wants you to fit in. And since I currently live in Japan, I also talk about cultural differences between Japan and rest of the world. So, as you guys might know, I took a week off last week and I really, really, really wanted to apologize that I took a week off. This is the first time I've ever taken a week off other than the New Year holidays. And I felt really guilty, but I'm back. The reason why I took a week off for this podcast is there were a couple of reasons. So, one is I have been kind of overwhelmed with work. Where I would start working from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. almost every day for the past two weeks. It has kind of settled down, but it's been difficult trying to meet deadlines at work and work on this podcast. And my husband was telling me that, hey, you know, maybe you should stop this podcast. You're getting busier and busier. But I'm like, no way, because I have been doing this for six months now. And why would I quit? You know, it's nice to be able to talk about my feelings and what's going on in my life and what I went through. And hopefully, by talking about this on this podcast, it will be beneficial for someone out there in the world with what I went through. And second reason that I took a break for a week is so, this is something that A lot of my friends don't know about this, and I know I'm airing it out on in the internet world that my father actually passed away two years ago, and last week was his two year anniversary. We had a ceremony for in honor of his death, and last year I was supposed to go to India for the one year anniversary, but because COVID just happened. If I left Japan, my company was worried that I was not able to come back to Japan. So that's why I was not able to go. But for this year, we did everything online, obviously, because of the situation. So I attended it and I was not really feeling well for the past week after that ceremony. I don't know what was going on, maybe because I'm sad or something is like overwhelming. So it was kind of difficult for me to get up and get through this podcast. I had ideas, I knew what I was going to talk about, but I just couldn't get myself to take time and record. And this similar thing also happened. When my father passed away, so I was in India for one week and I came back. And for a couple of months, I was not able to do a lot of things that I normally do, like going for a run. I just could not get myself to go running. And it was really difficult because I was going to be running a half marathon in May. So I had. To train, but I just couldn't get myself out to train. So I was feeling overwhelmed. And it was the same situation that happened this past week. So I don't know if you guys ever had a similar situation with someone in your family passing away. And yeah, let me know if you did. And yeah, please leave a comment on my social media listed in the show notes. And yeah, so I really apologize for. Not being there for one week, but I'm back and I'm feeling fine. So let's get started with today's 
topic, which is how to strive well as a woman and a foreigner in a foreign country. And this podcast comes on the day after International Women's Day in Japan, and it should come on International Women's Day, most of the countries west of Japan. So um, it's in honor of that. And I decided I wanted to talk about this issue and what I had to go through. And we can see the cultural differences as a woman in Japan compared to the rest of the world. So gender topic is a little bit of a taboo to be discussed. And for me, you know, everybody is equal, whether you're a man or a woman or LGBTQ. So I don't really want to go through that because it could be like a huge issue. But today I do wanted to discuss how I was treated as a woman in a bad ways, especially in Japan. So that's what I wanted to talk about. And also women in a foreign country. It's very different than if you're a woman in your own country. I've been wanting to talk about this topic since I started this podcast. So I have my notebook with all my podcast ideas and notes. This was on top of my list. But I just didn't know when was the right time to talk about this because I was thinking about doing like an interview style with my friend in US and what she had to go through and compare it with I had to go through in Japan and talk about the cultural exchanges. But last week, there was one incident that happened to me that I wanted to discuss later today. And that's why I decided to talk about this this week. So let's get started and talk about when I started seeing women inequality and I started noticing this a little bit into college and because I was in engineering um, you do you did see uh, less women in that field and this is kind of an obvious thing in probably any culture all around the world but when I was in undergrad so I was living in U.S. and no one has ever really treated me poorly because I was a woman and in engineering. So I think what I'm guessing is in US, although there are a lot of um, gender inequalities, even today, it was not an issue to me. I felt like being a woman and an engineer, no one treated me badly. They were all helpful. And there were not a lot of women, but there were enough women. So we never had to like struggle which was a good thing that I thought. But once I moved back to Japan as a grad student, that's when I noticed a huge discrimination between man and a woman. So it's a cultural thing because Japan is still like a traditional culture even today. Very sad, but that's when I noticed it. So when I was in grad school, women in engineering is a lot more less than other, other developed country. And I'm going to be underlining developed because Japan is supposed to be a developed country. But you don't see a lot of women in engineering and STEM. In Japan, I noticed this in grad school for the first time is that the engineering girls or even STEM girls are considered as one type of person. So there's no like diversity it's just this one particular person and when I first noticed this was I was in class 
it was like one of the first days of classes where professors don't know who you are, so you're introducing yourself and your background. And usually, when you're in grad school, you take classes, and your the students, your classmates, are from different laboratory. So you introduce your laboratory, and I was telling my professor, "Hey,、um, I'm Abby, and my laboratory is under this professor." And the professor says, "I thought you were in non-engineering." So let's take a pause. I have never been more dis- disrespected in my entire life as a woman. So that's what I realized that. Japan has a lot to learn when it comes to gender stereotypes. Yeah, so I know. Even like talking about this, I just can't believe this professor would say something like this. And also, um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, because Japan is so a culture when men work and women stay at home and take care of the kids, even in my generation. So apparently, this is what I. Learned last week from another woman. This lady was in HR for one of the departments, saying that many girls don't even go into STEM because their parents, or especially their mom, will tell them that you will eventually get married and have kids, and you have to stay home. So it's not you don't need to go to these STEM majors. You don't even need to go to these top universities because of that. So education is still lacking when it comes to women working in a STEM industry. So even like when I was applying for a job, I always mentioned this in the recruiters, and even during interviewers too. That especially in women and technology needs to be focused in Japan, and I wanted to be part of that. And also, as a foreigner in Japan, we're like the minority of minority. So that's why I felt that it was important to bring it up these situation, especially because in Japan, a lot of traditional companies are run by old men. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. Like this is something that we have to talk about this. And even during recruiting and going to these job fairs, companies will discuss about how because they want to bring more women. And as a diversity, so they feel like they have to talk about how women have more rights at the company and they have more benefits. They have to talk about this, and I feel like this is something that's obvious in the rest of the world. I mean, that's something that you don't hear that in other countries, but I feel like in Japan it's like focused. So I felt like just by talking about this, Japan is falling behind. Yeah. So this is something like I noticed when I was in grad school, and once I entered the company, I've also like noticed a few different parts. And one thing was that you can even tell like stereotypes between women that are engineers and non-engineers. And I just hate it when guys will discuss that by saying engineering girls are not cute and they have stronger personalities compared to non-engineering girls. Totally disagree with this. You can still be cute and be engineers, okay? You can wear cute clothes. You can, you know, you don't have to have a strong personality and still be engineering, okay? So I just hate that about stereotypes. I'm 
sure they do have this in other cultures, but Japan, just like the way guys talk about girls, especially engineering, it's just rude, okay? And、um, other thing that I noticed, and I was also part of this, so、um, I felt like girls who are in tech, STEM industry, and then they're working at the company, they always have to be tagged by a man wherever we go to. And when we discuss something with another department, and mostly like the managers who are so much older, you know, like the old men, they never even take us seriously. They don't even look at us and acknowledge us. And I felt invisible and I felt like I was not part of the group because I will be saying something and they don't even look at me. They will discuss something with, you know, someone, a man that I came with. And That's partially because I felt that maybe because I'm a foreigner, so they think that my Japanese was not very good. So they, and also I think it's part of the woman thing too, saying that, hey, girls don't really know as much, so they will not consult with me. And I, I've also noticed this with other girls who are in different departments with me. So technically, this was like me because I'm an engineer and I would have people, girls that work as a technician, but they will always be with. Like a senpai or a manager, and who's a guy. But like the girls will never ask any questions. I just felt like they felt like they were not part of it, or they feel like they're not supposed to. And I just felt so bad. So I always gave them like a platform to speak or ask questions or work together. So they will feel comfortable with, you know, talking to me or like even like to another person, they'll be able to. The questions. So that's something that I noticed and I hated that. I felt like it's only in Japan. And another incident、uh, was so, you know, during、uh, business trips, I will go to like a manufacturing plant company. And this is like a company that we started doing business with. And this was the first time I went, and I went with my teammates, and obviously they're all men. And this company was like a lot more conservative than. Any of the companies that I ever worked for, and the head engineers, they will act like they're better than women. And I noticed a couple of incidents. And for me, I think one incident was like, I will kind of ask questions, and the engineers will not really like respond. And one other thing that I really hated, and it still happens in Japan, is women who are secretaries will bring out the tea, you know. When guests come over, and they will, the engineers from that company will not even say anything. They're just kind of like, hey, that's a woman's job. And I hated that. So I always would say thank you to the secretaries and felt like, you know what? Women should not be doing this. I don't understand why women have to bring tea, especially secretaries. Why can't you bring your own tea? You know? Once like, we started discussing about the business, and I've noticed in the end, So, we were discussing about like, what companies that manufacturing plant will work for. And one of them was my old company. And my colleague was saying, Hey, you know, Abby used to work for that company. And they were like so shocked. They just had their eyes wide open and they were surprised that I was engineering for that company. So, it's just like I feel like status is such a big thing too that, you know, being an engineer at like a company and Men just don't know till like you get to know them. 
And then it just first impression is just like, hey, it's another woman. And oh, this girl's a foreigner. So like, I don't really want to deal with it. It's this person is not should be not be taken seriously. So like they have that stereotype. And I just hate that. So I felt like that's something we need to address this. And that's why it's just so hard being a woman, you know, and especially as a woman and a foreigner in Japan. So that's just the incidents that I went through for the past uh, past five years. No, seven years because I already lived in Japan seven and a half years. So what do I do or what I usually approach when something happens like this? And a few examples that I do want to share today because, you know, there are some girls that are listening. They're struggling with this and guys who are listening they can kind of understand what we have to go through. So first thing is that this is like specific to Japan, I think. Well, mm, could be go for another culture, but always bring someone with you first who is a male. I know like women should be in charge, but you kind of have to get to know the person before the other party feels comfortable. And always bring a man that you trust the most instead of, a guy that will take over you and then like take advantage and make sure that this person that you bring with knows that you're a valuable member so you they always include you in the situation so the other party will know that hey this girl will afford her girl or this girl is serious and she knows what she's talking about so that's what I usually do I always bring someone with me at first so they know that I'm an important person. And second thing about how I deal with, with other women, and this is something I just mentioned earlier, is that I always include them in any situation. So meetings or even business trip, I always tell them or I always ask for their opinion or even um, ask for their opinion or ask questions to them because I also mentioned this in like other podcasts I feel like people feel that they're valuable and they feel more motivated if you give them any attention because if you don't they'll feel like hey I don't belong here and women are always like that they feel that they're valuable if they're being included and that's something I always do because I my experiences you know since I was young is that no one ever included me in anything. So I don't want anyone to feel that way. That could lead, give them, you know, more self-confidence. And they can, they, everybody has talents that could be shared with other people. So I always include them. And never lose your confidence. And if you feel that someone is like, undervaluing you find someone else that has an open perspective and it can give you a good advice so when I am with someone that doesn't really give me any time of the day I don't even work with them for the most part obviously sometimes you have to work with them but I would go to another person for a better advice and you know last thing is that for girls who are thinking about going into STEM you should definitely do it especially in Japan and why is that because people need to understand that especially men well people means men that in Japan we're short on labor forces and because of this current situation we can't get any foreigners coming in and then increasing labor 
So who is going to improve the economy in Japan? And that's going to be women. And who is going to be able to pay for your retirement? And men, almost 30%, I think it's more than 30% of the Japanese population is over 65. Who's going to be paying the taxes, right? Can't be foreigners because they're not coming in. So it's definitely the women. So they, like the man needs to understand that we also have importance in this society, not just having kids, taking care of the house so you can go work. You know, it's not like that anymore. Okay, so I hope you guys like this episode. If you have any questions, comments, you want to hear a different topic, please leave a comment on my social media listed in the show notes. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So thanks for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye!